ECW live cast. This week is episode 48, and we are covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 101 and 102. And it's March 28th and April 4th of 1995. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV. JV, welcome back to the Extreme ECW live cast. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Mike? Doing all right. We're back, and we didn't keep up with our promise as usual. <laughs> But this episode's coming out, and you guys have it now, so there it is. We said, oh, it'll be out next week. Yeah, two weeks later. There <laughs> it like, is again. We lied. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. Whatever. We'll keep, we'll keep up. <laughs> but, hey. Hey, we're even behind on bottom line cast. Yeah, we're falling behind. We're <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's that we're time just, of year. It happens. It's tough. It's football season. It's fucking other shit going on. Fucking had to go to a... Spooktacular yesterday with my daughters, and you know, not that that goes into recording time, but just just doing that made me feel like ah, I don't want to record shit after this. It's a spooktacular, <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably wondering what the fuck's a spooktacular? Well, like a little kid haunt, haunted house, right? Not even. It was a little kid oh, dress up in costumes and go to a farm and walk around, smell a bunch of fucking horse shit. And go on a hayride and ride some horses around and look at chicken chip. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't want kids. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> so that was a thing. There's got to be a way around that, though. Like, right? It's just hard to convince the to to, to convince the significant other. Oh no, you gotta fucking do it. It's like, is this your right there? Like, if you're given the time and the opportunity, you probably think you could think of something a little cooler. Well, the thing is, it came from the school. It's like a school. Oh, those are the worst. A school thing. So it's like, yeah. oh, here, donate this, like, 50, uh, 10 bucks <laughs> each or whatever. All right, yeah, we'll do that. That'll be, that'll be fun. She'll meet all her new friends in kindergarten and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it was, it was like, like, all right, we got to do it. Classmates are there and shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, hi, hi. And they just say hi and, like, walk away and. But it's nice for them, you know, of course. You know, that's that's the thing to do. But you can see the look on every parent's face like, I don't want to be here, and I don't want to fucking see any of these other fucking people. <laughs> I don't want to know these people. I don't need no more friends. <laughs> and the kids that you meet better have fucking cool parents. <laughs> I don't want to fucking deal with, oh, I want to hang out at this person's house, and you fucking know that the dad's a fucking shithead. Or Some loser. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, you can't do that. He blasts porn. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
they'd be one there. All right. <laughs> no, there are weird people like that that do weird things. Man, imagine that happening. Fuck, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you gotta think the. That's you have extreme, to think the man. extreme. That's Fuck. why you have to be very like conservative with that approach because that's... any fuck up, you're gonna deal with a very shitty situation. It's funny you go to the extreme on the extreme ECW live cast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move away from that. So thanks, guys, for joining us again, the BTT Army, and of course. Our BTT JV Goon Squad members. And of course, follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. John with an H, as always. And also check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast as JV and I are getting to the end. We're in 2003. Stone Cold Steve Austin is now a co GM. And on our recent episode is going to be episode 129, and it's the Redneck Triathlon. And Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold are going to go toe-to-toe in some Redneck games. That's what we're covering on the latest episode of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. But we have the whole career basically covered. All the wrestling matches have been covered, and all the good shits in our archives. So check us out, the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, and let your friends know, too. It's a damn good show. If you like us here, you'll like us there. And you can follow us on Twitter at BottomLineCast. So this week, JV, on the Extreme ECW Livecast, we're continuing our coverage of Extreme Warfare. So on the previous episode, we got through the return of the Funker. Terry Funk's back, and he's an asshole now. He's with the Sandman woman, and they tried to lure Shane Douglas into the fold, but he said, fuck you, I'm going to help out my boy. Jack to Jack. So, bang, bang. Bang, bang. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And now we're getting into more extreme warfare. So we'll see what happens on this show. We covered part one at the end of last our last episode, which was the March 21st, 1995 episode. And we only had a couple matches there. So it wasn't a whole lot. From that show, other than Ron Simmons against Hack Myers, and then also we had we had the Dean Malenko versus Two Cold Scorpio match, which we thought was going to be a hell of a match, but wasn't quite the thing. <laughs> so that's where we left off, and now we're going to continue with Extreme Warfare. Now this is the one super card that's not available as a super card. So, and. You know, weeks back, you know, episodes back, we thought this would be one that would maybe win the poll. And what's funny is, if it won the poll, sorry, it doesn't exist. But (laughs) the card... Massive swerve. Yeah, the card was better than everything else. But most people didn't vote for it anyway, so it didn't win. But it was a hell of a card. So we're going to go through some of it, most of actually most of it on this episode. So let me just give you a rundown of what we're going to cover on this March 28th episode. We're going to get matches that include Mikey Whipwreck versus Jason. So that's okay. been an ongoing yep. ongoing thing. But we're going to get this great match. It's the Gauntlet match. It's the D-Generation X Gauntlet match. Do you believe that? D-Generation wow. X Gauntlet match. Before this is in 95. <laughs> I swear to God that Triple H, Paul Levesque, was always watching ECW. Stealing ideas. 
whether it was like Shane Douglas as the franchise, like, oh, I'm gonna take that whole idea of being the franchise, being the game, being the main guy, being the cocky guy. That's who I'm gonna be. That's what he did. He stole that fucking idea. He stole the franchise. That's why when Dean Douglas, Shane Douglas came in as Dean Douglas, they immediately like had to fucking bury him. Like, oh, he can't get that character over because I'm gonna steal that character one day. That's my conspiracy theory. I think you're right. I don't think it's a conspiracy. Nah, that's yeah. All right. I I, I like to put that caveat on it, like, oh, it's a conspiracy because I don't want to sound like I'm crazy. But I think when people say conspiracy, it sounds more crazy. Yeah. It does, but I don't want to look like I'm crazy. Ah, whatever. I get, whatever. I get your point. I'm crazy. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> but that's not a theory that I see out there a lot. Is oh, Triple H stole the franchise gimmick. You know why? Because no one cares about the franchise in the grand scheme of wrestling because or, of what happened to him. Or nobody knows. Yeah, true. Yeah, nobody's looking much into the franchise career. Exactly. Like they're point. like I just like me, I was pretty oblivious to, you know, his career in ECW like this early on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, but when you see it play out and then you put kind of two and two together, it's like, oh Yeah, he's a top hey. guy. There was at least right. the work he's doing now, which seemingly he could carry over to WWE if he was given a fair chance. Right, and we're at the point where he's That's about awesome. to leave. Yep. So he's at his peak. He's gonna he's gonna get better. We'll see in time because going to WWF and not working out there is only gonna piss him off even more and make him better. So yep. that that's gonna be awesome to get to that. But anyway, there's the DX match and it's the Gauntlet match. It's Tommy Dreamer having to go up against Raven's Nest. So we're gonna get the first interaction between Tommy Dreamer and Raven. But we're gonna go through the whole shit squad there. And then you get Sabu versus Mikey Whipwreck. So that's good. Shit there, and then we'll continue on in our April fourth episode. We're gonna get Public Enemy versus the Pitbulls from Extreme Warfare, and then Shane Douglas teaming up with Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk and a Sandman. So, hell of a show coming up right now. Let's get right into it. It's ECW Hardcore TV episode one hundred and one from March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five. If you're gonna watch this on Peacock, which pretty much goes along with this it's it's basically at the same time 47 minutes 23 seconds on peacock at season three episode 13 and also these episodes are available on the btt drive so if you're listening to this you're a patreon member you have the ability to get access to the btt drive all it takes is sending an email over to booking the territory at gmail.com and asking mike for access to the drive He'll provide it to you, and then you can check out all of the ECW content, along with many other episodes of Old School Wrestling on that drive. So check that out. I'll give you a countdown. JV, you're all set? You ready to go? Yep, I'm ready. 47-23, right? Yep, that's right. All right, so as usual, I'll give a countdown, three down to one. Then I'll say play. When I say play, we all click play. Three, two, one, play. All right, so we can see that this is from the WWE Network that we're watching on the drive. So if you're watching on Peacock, it's the same episode. Language and violence. Language and violence is bad. 
But the difference between what we're watching here on the drive compared to the network is that the old audio for the entrance music and shit like that, that's been re-added back in. Somebody took the time to actually <laughs> change the audio and everything. That's fucking dedication to do that. Well, oh, yeah. Getting paid to do it. You think someone got paid? To no, I mean, like, somebody took the network shit said, oh, I'm going to take... Because oh, this is... oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Because this is great quality video. Yep. So if they had the originals, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to put what was the original music in this good quality video. Do we know if this is authentic or did some, is this just like a, like a remix? Like someone just thought, hey, this is probably what it sounds like. So, No, it, it is a remix. But what I'm saying is somebody took the took WWE Network it. version yep. and then made the time or took the time to edit in the music that was originally there. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, it was definitely done. Someone did it's it. It's awesome, though. It came out great. Great song. This song was really grown on me. Oh, I love this song. It's made my Jane YouTube Douglas. music playlist at the gym. That's badass. Yeah. Can you remember? Isn't this like general fitness music? It sounds like it, yeah. No. Remember how like they, they just... Certain <laughs> gyms you go to just have like a certain... Cause I've been, I feel like I've been to the mall locally. Oh, yeah. Like, it's funny. Fucking so, slam. so we're just getting highlight clips during this Shane Douglas entrance theme, <laughs> but it's uh right now it's Chris Benoit Malenko being up on Taz and Sabu. We'll just get more highlights from Return of the Funker. Now, this is one of the things that I'm not sure how much I like about ECW Hardcore TV looking at it years later is that it's become like an MTV video program. You know what I mean? Where it's the video packages are like, oh, we got to make oh, it. Oh, they're like, overkill. Yeah, it's yeah. like fucking. It's got to be like a music video. of the show. Yeah. And it's right. <laughs> so much of the show. And they'll sprinkle like right now, the how matches. far in are we? All right, we're already three minutes in. It's been a music video, you're right. Might as well do a timestamp <laughs> here. JV, I'm at 316, 17, yep. 18. What a coincidence. <laughs> but yeah, we haven't even got the intro yet. <laughs> no. The opening. Like it. All right, it's just highlights. No context to the highlights either. So, like, if you just turn this on. You'd be seeing a bunch of wrestling with the rock song going on. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is like you walk into a bar and someone has this song on in the background and then this is on the TV. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, you walk in, this is this is blurring and see yeah, some yeah. people playing pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, alright, what's going on here? Pool for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that was a badass... Power bomb from Benoit to yeah, Rocco Rock. That's the one that put him in the wheelchair. Put Rocco Rock in a wheelchair. Oh, there, there it is. is. There's the wheelchair. <laughs> Fucking Jason. 
Jason lives, taking the kid fucking off the wheelchair. Hey, this this music's pretty fitting for this for these clips though. So if you're not watching along with us, this yeah, these clips that yeah these clips that they're playing, the song matches perfectly with it, and it's creating like some drama. <laughs> like yeah. oh, now I'm like totally more invested in this view. Like holy shit, this is badass. Especially with this point of the song where it's just the instrumental. <laughs> you have, and you have the lead singer doing his thing, like just fucking. Just like Ben Wah for the last minute of the song. <laughs> yeah. Rock a rock. Like he headed down the ring. Looks like, yeah, that's the thing. They're trying to say like he got stabbed because he has this big stain on his shirt, but it looks like a dog shit on his shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got shit on. <laughs> you held a sick baby. <laughs> Puked on his fucking stomach. All right, so April 8th is the three-way dance, and we'll be getting to that on our next episode. We'll be covering Mikey the Whipwreck. three-way dance. That fucking shirt. And there he is, Mikey Whipwreck with his dragon shirt. The House of Dragons, Game of Thrones, new season coming out next year. That's what his shirt reminds me of. It's like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. You still Are you into Game of Thrones? not into it now because it's over but I'm getting hyped for the new series coming out next year uh, I thought it was a teaser just came out but yeah I was big into it I read is it a prequel I read half of the books yeah it's a prequel it takes oh, place right. 300 nice. years before but it's about the like the main family that started everything yeah yeah so, yeah good shit alright so in the ring there now that we have the opening we had Mikey Whipwreck about to have his match with Jason Jason the model Martel. And they changed the opening a little bit. We get Ron Simmons now. We get Terry Funk. I love when Terry Funk wears his leather. Another music video. Yeah, yeah, another video. But this one's badass. Yeah. Rob Zombie, can't hate on. This one never gets old. No way. Nope. Like, to me, this song is ECW. Like, because... 1995-96 when I first heard this I didn't know Rob Zombie it wasn't it wasn't all over MTV at the time yet so to hear this song was like oh it's a badass song you find out who it is like oh it's Rob Zombie but it was on ECW so it's an ECW song that kind of thing to me. alright here we are now we got the match John Finnegan I think or is it John? Is it Jim Molino? Who knows? Molino, Finnegan, what the fuck? Mikey Whipwreck, Jason, about to lock up. At this point, Mikey should be able to fuck up Jason. Mikey's been the champion. He's locked up with Jason many times before. Mikey should have an advantage at this point. He's no longer the underdog, JV. Hey, Joey Styles just pointing it out. That Jason took a loss to Mikey already. 
Well, I mean, a lot of the wins on Mikey Whipwreck's record were like those, like no contest victories, right? Remember early on where people would just kick his ass to the point where they would just get disqualified? Yeah, that's true. That happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, people could have beaten him, but they keep beating him up, so they get DQ'd. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that at this point, Mikey is is not at that point anymore. Right. Like I, th I think he's a legit threat by now. Yeah, I agree. To Jason. To Jason. Not to many others. <laughs> that's why Jason is pussying out right now, and he's outside the ring, and Mikey's even taunting him on the top rope, like, get in here. Get in here, you fucking goof. Head in the ring with your slick back hair. Got my slick back hair, yeah. Is that what you used to say, JV? Yeah. Slick back I slick back my jet black hair, yeah. All stoned and drunk in my apartment. <laughs> Love it. It's the best. It's the best, motherfucker. Yeah, if, if you guys knew, that's kind of inside joke with that slick back hair. But that was a song that JV used to used to used to sing <laughs> for years. Whenever, yeah, whenever it fucked up, be like, oh, jet black hair, bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Chris used to be at the house, and they'd be like, they'd be smoking and shit, and I'd be in like the living room, they'd be in my brother's room, and sometimes Chris would just go, JV, sing it. And I would just scream from the other room. <laughs> it was just funny. Slick back. It was goofy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's one of those things. All right, so nothing's going on here. Up. Bunch of bullshit. Mikey's swaying his hips right now. About to get funky. We got the tie-up. Here we go. Jason gets the advantage. Got Mikey in the corner. Chop! Oh, misses the chop. Mikey comes back with the chop. Punch, punch, punch. Bunch of left hands. Now he's getting his chops in with the right hand. Whip to the other side of the ring. Close. Nice clothesline there. Jason's begging off. He's like, no, no, no more, no more, no more. Fucking body slam. Leg drop. I love I love that spot. I love a leg drop after a body slam. Quick one like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like the perfect combo. Yeah. Leg drop, boom. They transition nicely like bop. Bow! I want to do one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey's fucking going Mikey, the fuck? cross body off the second rope into the... Send the Jason into the guardrail. Jason doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it's, only, it's only a matter of time. Jason's out there by himself. It's only a matter of time before somebody comes out. Mikey grabs a chair from the audience. And he's getting a third shot on Jason at this point. Oh, now he misses. Misses against the guard. Yeah, the corner post, rather. Jason's still begging. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, the referee's doing his best Earl Hebner and grabbing the, grabbing the steel chair away from Mikey. John Finnegan. It was John Finnegan. Jason's back in the ring. Mikey climbs to the top. Jason's getting up. What's Mikey going to do? Crossbody? Flying crossbody? Oh, oh shitty, shitty dive. What is that? Like a sunset flip? It's sunset flip, but barely hit Jason. I guess you could call it like a sunset flip with an elbow extended. Nailing Jason down. <laughs> That's going to...
be the tough thing for Joey Styles on commentary since he's by himself, you know, to call some of the spots that yeah. look like shit. Like, how do you put it over? I guess you would just ignore it, right? <laughs> like he kind of did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mikey's woozy. Uh, oh, wow, well, that was a legit st- kick. Stiff kick. That was a kick to the gut. That was real, man. <laughs> Jason just nailed the fuck out of Mikey. But then just moments later, Jason hits a nice clothesline on Mikey, and Mikey sells the hell out of it with a flip. Mikey's down. Jason goes for a cover. A lateral press. Two count. Just two. Didn't hook the leg. Lazy. Javi, I hear some glass tinkering over there. What do you got going on tonight? Uh, peanut butter whiskey. Oh, screwball? No, I tried a different what brand. What brand? I forget already. It's pretty good, though. What are you, are you drinking? Yeah. What are you no, drinking? No, I'm drinking. Add. Uh-huh. The ad. Drinking the Admiral. Admiral ah, Nelson. Ah, Admiral Nelson. Yes. You cheap bastard. <laughs> Captain Morgan's just fucking rotting away in the back of the shelves now. Will he buy me today? <laughs> you ah, gonna get me? He wants to save that six. He wants to save that six fifty. <laughs> it's eight dollars. Eight dollars saved. Ah, yeah. Yankee. I don't blame you, I, then. At Yankee, it's fifteen dollars, <laughs> Admiral. I don't blame you. But Eight dollars is significant. But Captain Morgan's only twenty-three dollars. That's cheap for Captain. When Morgan. you get them on sale, you gotta you gotta stock up. They still do the twenty-dollar handles once in a while. Usually twenty-three. Usually twenty-three dollars, which isn't bad. Like I said, usually twenty-eight, twenty-nine. But it's glass. It's too fucking heavy. It takes up too much space. My fuck. Too much weight in my recycling bin. <laughs> but anyway, back to the match. Nice elbow drop from Jason. No one gives a fuck what we're drinking unless they want to drink it. These are our recommendations of the night. We got some peanut butter whiskey and some cheap ass rum. <laughs> That's what we're drinking. Alright, nice. Nice. That wasn't a neck breaker. Joey Styles called it a, a neck breaker. It was a What's fucking back breaker, Joey. Drunk party pot. What's Joey drinking tonight? <laughs> <laughs> As we know, this isn't the night that he's recording this. It's probably like 2 a.m. in Paul, Paul Heyman's basement. His parents' basement. Fucking like Wayne's World, Paul Heyman. That was a pretty good spot. Uh Maybe not. It was supposed to be a leg drop, but he barely hit it. But he flew across the ring, so that's why I gave him some credit. But now he's trying it again. Maybe he realized how shitty it was. Oh, this time he misses. Oh, Mikey's at the top of the ro- top rope. Hurricane Rana. Oh, wow. One, two, three. Mikey wins with a Hurricane Rana or a Mikey Rana. And this went exactly how I thought it should go. Mikey Whipwreck wins the match. Good shit. Nice opening match. And this was actually the match that did open this show. Extreme okay. Warfare. 
So this was the real opener. We do have some authenticity to this. Yeah. So while this is part two of Extreme Warfare, this really was the first match. All right, so what do we got coming up here? Looks like we got... All right, we got a replay from last week with the... With Raven's Nest. Oh, no. This is Dimolinko and Taz. Taz back. Taz Maniac. Back as a bad motherfucker. Boom! Suplex. Suplex City on Dimolinko from Taz. And that's when he helped Too Cold win the title. Even lays him on. <laughs> he doesn't even like, you think he'd rolled like, hey, wake up. He just kind of hits the ref once. He's like, yeah, punches him. Wake up, motherfucker. Oh, that's right. Malinko oh, yeah, this had so out. many false finishes. Yeah. It was a good match, though. The match wasn't that good until this happened. Here he goes. He does it again. Boom. Oh. Samoan drop. Samoan drop. Finish him, motherfucker. motherfucker. I just helped you out, bitch. Pin him. Motherfucker. If you don't fucking pin him, I'm going to fucking suplex your ass. Take your title, bitch. My title now, punk. <laughs> Fuck the world. <laughs> Fuck your couch. Alright, Dean Malenko's pissed. Jason's trying to tell Dean good shape to calm down. Dean. Dean's done. Dean's breaking away. Needs like dramatic music. Because it's the end. He's out. Out of here. Oh. Let's take a listen. Dean Malenko. One third of the triple threat. An organization that is dominating extreme championship wrestling. I'm speaking, of course, of the world heavyweight champion, the franchise, Shane Douglas, the tag team champions in the shooter and the crippler, Chris Benoit. But tonight, Mr. Malenko, you lost the ECW television title to Too Cold Scorpio. Any comments? But you're still one half of the tag team champions, of course. That's you and, and Chris Benoit. And Shane Douglas is still an, the world uh, heavyweight champion. I mean, the triple threat is still dominating ECW. It's not, it's not a promo game. After all, yeah. you, you have the three-way <laughs> dance coming up. That's that's you and, and Chris Benoit. You're still the champions defending those belts. Think how Joey the three-way matchup against Sabu and Taz. Yeah, and say, it sounds like, he, like a, I thought I had fast-forward like, <laughs> audio or something. Because he just started talking really fast. <laughs> but Dean's not going to say shit. Oh, cracks his knuckles like a badass motherfucker. Joey's about to piss his pants. Well, there you it's have funny it how cracking your knuckles One half of the ECW tag team badass, champions, though. the shooter, Dean yeah. Malenko. I wonder when that first started. Nice talking to you. Ah, a while back. Back in the bars. Oh, this was great promo from Ron Simmons. Oh, 
More great music. Hell yeah. I want one's music to badass. Audio change for you there? Yeah, the audio changed because okay. of the music. Alright. Like I said, whoever re-edited yeah. this show added in the real music, so it's off. So it has to be louder than what WWE Yeah, that was more drastic than the previous ones, though. Yeah. I just get worried. You know, we had some technical difficulties before we started <laughs> recording. Like, is my shit fucking up again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, the replay from last week. Ron Simmons in 911. 9-1-1 should be fucking competition for an All-American. You got fucked up, 911. Somebody call 911. Shorty's looking on the dance floor. 911. Whoa. That fucking song played way too much. <laughs> yeah. And no, that is not going to be one of our songs this Never. Week. <laughs> Fuck that. If that ever happens, cancel us, Mike. <laughs> Somebody call 911. <laughs> Crowd's fucking going bananas. Oh, Paulie's fucking up the ref. Now 911 thinks he's got a shot to beat up Ron Simmons. Get the fuck out of here. Um, There's just no way 911 could ever beat up Ron Simmons. There's no way. Ron Simmons, if he was about to get choke slammed and he had that free right arm, he'd fucking grab 911's balls and rip them off. That's what would happen. Alright, so Paulie's talking. Let's see what he has to say. 911 and Paulie Dinguisi from training Sabu and Taz for the three-way dance. But let me say it so simplistically that even someone with your minor intelligence will understand. If you ever, ever make me dial 911 again, we're going to tear your ass up worse than the first one Mike Tyson got his hands on Sunday Jesus. That won't fly today. Some Welcome Mike Tyson raping women shit. Wrestling. And two-time television Ouch. champion Two Cold Scorpio is wasting no time in accepting challenges for his newly regained TV title belt. Remember, upon his return to Extreme Championship Wrestling, Scorpio defeated Hector Guerrero, proving that he is once again ready for extreme action. But on Saturday night, April 8th, at the ECW Arena, Scorpio will be challenged by a wrestler who has carved out a reputation for himself in both Japan and Mexico. He is coming to avenge the loss of his brother, Hector uh -oh. Guerrero, Saturday Eddie. night, April 8th. And he's coming. Let's go. Yes. Too cold versus Eddie Guerrero is coming. Woohoo. Eddie Guerrero's debut in ECW is coming up. No, we won't have it on this episode, but next episode, there it'll be. Is that a that. Crow t-shirt he has on? Uh, uh, can't make it out. 
Well, we got Johnny Hotbody, Johnny Baldspa, and Hitman Tony Stetson as part of Raven's Nest with Stevie Richards. And Raven, who's wearing a shirt that says, like, Ministry. Ministry of Darkness? <laughs> WWE steal that, too? Yeah, it says Ministry. Yeah. <laughs> ministry. Dude, what the fuck? What are we just, like, what are we uncovering? Fucking Vince Russo is watching ECW too. Stealing all the ideas. You know, bro, we had plants in the crowd, bro. And then we would take the, the gimmicks and we would run them by Vince, bro. I would, for, for, actually, you know, you know, actually, I wouldn't even run and throw them. I just brought them up. <laughs> Everything I did was gold at the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh! Don't even. No. This. The Generation X Gauntlet match is Generation. next. Look at that fucking bald spot. Mine's just getting there, dude. Honey bald spot. No. If I had that. I'm getting it right there, too, dude. Right in that spot. Is that going to be a new nickname? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm going to shave my head. <laughs> Alright, so now we're in the ring. We got Tommy Dreamer. He's got his first match. He's up against Tony Stetson, Hitman Tony Stetson. Hey, Tony. Tony Hitman, eh. Now, Tony looks just, like the type of guy that would rip you off on, like, a brake repair job. I I'll, mean, the road is like $800. <laughs> Took my fucking Sunday off, fixed the brakes, show me two grand. <laughs> hey, you asked me to do this job for yeah. you. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, Tommy Dream's like, fuck off, buddy. Right into the guardrail with your ass. <laughs> Fucking Junior Seau in the front that row. That guy with his Christmas sweater. Is that a gingerbread man? <laughs> it looks like it's like a... <laughs> He's got a Christmas sweater on with steel toe boots. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a WrestleMania 6 sweater. <laughs> it looked like it was <laughs> it like did, the ultimate though. challenge. <laughs> like yeah. Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. They weren't making specialized shit like that back then. Alright, so Tommy Dream is rocking a classic ECW shirt, which will go on to be his thing. I think he gets uncomfortable with his look and just starts wearing t-shirts all the time. And here it begins. He's wearing just extreme ECW TV. Uh, what was the slogan? I can't see the slogan on the back, but whatever. He's wearing the ECW shirt. Oh, that was nice. And then he's that was done. Nice. nice DDT. That was we'll put down Stetson. So in his gauntlet match, Stetson's out, and you got to figure Johnny Baldspot's coming in, right? Johnny Hotbody, one of our originals, ECW original. <laughs> I love that argument of real ECW, ECW original. ECW original. Who have we come to a final list of ECW originals? Like we're beyond that, right? Anyone that gets added now isn't can't be considered an original. We're like yeah. two years in. Well, I think people that were new. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you have a point. Because I was thinking uh, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam considered an original. Would you consider him original? Not based on what I've been watching. No, but when he makes his debut and he's in there for a while, he's like one of the top guys. Yeah, but I don't know if he's an original. 
based on what I've been watching. I mean, does Eastern Championship Wrestling count? Then maybe we don't count that. Yeah, when did we count? When? What year was the the official switch to Extreme? August ninety four. So yeah. So when does when does Van Dam show up? Didn't show up until ninety six, I believe. But he could be like the last DCW original because it went on until like two thousand one. All right, now Hot Body's out. Old Spot's out. Tommy Dreamer with another victory. But yeah, that, that that's something that's debatable and something that's come up a bunch is who are the ECW originals? So when does RVD show up again? I think 96. I don't think he's there in 95. Oh, that's close. You're talking like a year and a half later. I guess that's... I think anything within two years is fair game. So we'll go with that. From August 94 to August, August 96. You get to be, be an ECW original? Yes. That's All my right. definition of an ECW original. All right, so we'll, I mean, yeah. the fuck? Even that's kind of long. Yeah, but... Like an original of something. Within one year, you can have a bunch of people that are originals that suck. So... You know what I mean? Originals should have some kind of cachet, like, oh, Are you going to consider, like, CM Bunk or Daniel Bryan an AEW original? Oh, fuck. No. Right. They're not original because they were somewhere else. Yeah, no, else. you're right. Nope, you're right. You're right. You're right. What about, um... Oh, they didn't break through there. Yeah, what about Daniel Garcia? You know what? Fuck. Why are we even talking about that? I just brought up Daniel <laughs> Garcia. The guy's... All right. Next. Back to the match here. <laughs> Daniel Garcia. Yeah. It's like the hot thing to bring up. Daniel Garcia. We got Tommy Dreamer against fucking Stevie Richards out here right now. They're outside the ring. Tommy Dreamer. This is the one thing I hate about Tommy Dreamer. He's got these tights where his fucking dick and balls always popping out. Like, come on. Wear, like, a couple pairs of underwear so that your shit stays, like, intact. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see the shape of your penis. Manage your manhood, you fucking right. douchebag. Fuck. All right, like so a chick st- running around with like, I'm not going into it. Never mind. Ah, you can, this is an extreme ECW live cast, man. Well, like a chick with like loose lips, and they're kind of yeah. sticking through like her fucking yoga pants or something. Just have a little class. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe that's some people's thing. Maybe but I don't want to see it. I don't want roast beef hanging out. Yeah, oh, the imagination. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I want it to look. <laughs> Make me believe it's tight, please. Yeah, Make me yeah, believe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with the flappiness later. I don't give a fuck at that point when I really see it. All right. <laughs> but we just had a nice pile driver. Ooh, pile driver. All right. Pile driver from Tommy Dreamer. Steven Richard kicked out of it, and then he just came back with a super kick to the back of the head. Now, Tommy Dreamer's down for the first time, having some real competition with Stevie Richards. And what is this? Terry Funk is... Strolling out. He's pissed off. He's limping like a motherfucker. He's got... Shit. He's got... JV, what the fuck? What the fuck are those? Cord cable cutters? Oh. He just fucking cut Raven's chain. You mean lock cutters? Aren't those are the bolt, bolt cutters. Bolt, bolt cutters. cutters. That's what it is. Bolt cutters. Yeah. yeah, so Raven had a bolt cutter, and he just... Freed Raven, but Raven's acting like he's not free right now. 
<laughs> Which is nice. It's pretending. Beating him. Yep. So Tommy's Tommy just pinned Stevie. So now Tommy's looking at Raven, who he thinks is locked to the to the bottom rope. So Tommy's thinking that he might be able to have his way with Raven right now. So let's see what happens. Oh, boom! Raven's like, ha-ha, motherfucker. Boom, we got you. Raven cheap shots him. It's like oh! a surprise, motherfucker. DDT <laughs> from Raven to Tommy Dreamer on the concrete. That DDT will become known as the Even Flow. And with that said, JV, that will be our song at the end of the episode. Even Flow. Pearl Jam. Even flow. I ain't gonna say no to that. That was a great play by Raven, though. Yeah, that was great. Tom, it, Tommy Dreamer went in like, "Oh yeah, I was gonna fuck you up," and boom, just throws him away like a little bitch. And it was interesting to see Terry Funk come out there and be the one, because we know the history between Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. Mm -hmm. Terry Funk was his his mentor. Terry Funk turned on him. Now Terry Funk's still even fucking fucking with him. Like, ah, I'm going to let you get beat up now by this new guy, by Raven. And Raven's got his steel toe boot. Boom! Kick to the head. Tommy Dream is busted open. Dude, he's cut bad. That's a vicious, vicious fucking scene. Holy fuck. Tommy Dream is rolled out of the ring, fucked up. Raven goes right after him. Do. He's and he's got the handcuffs. Oh, man, this is getting bad. Tommy Dreamer's in a nightmare. Yep. Hey, that that's a classic call right there, JV. Tommy Dreamer is in a nightmare. <laughs> How poetic. Why did you think of that, Joey Styles? <laughs> you fucking amateur. Like Christian Bale on the set. You're a fucking amateur. You ever hear that rant? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's one of the best. It's okay for people to get pissed off sometimes. Thing is, you know what I love about that video? You can you can feel how pissed he is. Like, I've been that pissed off. <laughs> about something not nearly as important, but, no. you know. Oh, all the time. Nothing's that important, really. Nothing is important. All right, so Tommy Dreamer now getting... Pulled away on a stretcher after the commercial break. Damage control. Damage control's back. It's fucking ass. recently made popular by Tiger King. Oh, yeah. When he puts his jacket on. <laughs> All right, so they're hyping the next show, which is going to be called The Three-Way Dance, which is going to be on April 8th, 1995. And we'll be covering matches from that show on the next episode. So, yep, Too Cold versus Eddie, Shane Douglas versus Sandman, Axe, uh, the the Rotten Brothers. What did I say? Did hair versus wrong? hair match? I didn't know yeah. they were having that. Yeah, the Rotten Brothers have a hair versus hair match. And then another big show coming up on April 15th, the Hostile City Showdown. Oh. And this is going to be our next Supercard special, Hostile City Showdown. That's that's a annual event. That's one of the big ones. That's like if there was a big four in ECW, that's one of them. Hostile City Showdown. All right. What's Joey Styles going on here? Marty, what happened, buddy? Marty Jannetty's on the phone. 
Yeah, the audio blows. Crowd is louder than Martin Ginetti. I think Martin just said that he fell asleep and he didn't wake up. <laughs> All right, so. Okay, so Sabu's in the ring and. Marty's not going to make the match. Sabu's going to need a new opponent. And they're going to bring out Mikey Whipwreck. Marty Gennady's like, yeah, I'm too fucked up, bro. I'm not fucking coming to the show. I didn't get paid yet from Paul Heyman, so fuck that. I'm not going to fight fucking Sabu this week. See you later, motherfuckers. I got a match on Monday Night Raw coming up. I'm out of here. I'm going to win the tag team titles with the one, two, three kid. <laughs> it was right around this time. He was working in WWF. Me and Sean Waltman. <laughs> Sabu, the most overrated original so far, in my opinion. But he is an original. Yep. Yeah, he's he's definitely he is definitely an original. No debate there. Mikey Whipwreck's an original. I mean, there's so many. Damn, that's a tall bitch in the crowd. Nine one one. Shane Douglas, ECW original. Remember when Jimmy Snooker was in ECW? <laughs> and Don Morocco? Don Morocco was the man. You know, and that's like the CM. They're like the CM Punk and Brian Dan Not, well, not that. Yeah, I get what you mean. Similar in the fact that, like, they, they really brought in their career there. Yeah. They were brought in to get people to be like, oh, okay, I'll we'll watch this shit. <laughs> but yes, I do remember Don Morocco. <laughs> Uncle Donnie. <laughs> the beach bum. <laughs> Surface Sandman. Yep. <laughs> Scuba Gear Sandman. <laughs> Back when Johnny fucking Bald Spot and Yeah. Tony Stetson. Tony Stetson were like fucking main eventers. <laughs> and here we are. Now we've got the ECW that everybody remembers. Mikey Whipwreck versus Sabu right now. And Sabu nails Mikey Whipwreck with the steel chair. And he sets it up. He sets the chair up. He's going to put Mikey in the corner. All right, so Mikey had some luck earlier. He was able to take on Jason, but now Sabu, he's not on the level of Sabu. So Mikey's getting his ass beat here in this match. Oh, Mikey kicks out on two. Sabu can't believe it. Mikey shot to the corner. Sabu sets up the chair in front of him. Hits the ropes. Oh, Sabu goes for the, I guess we would call it like a side leg. Oh! Yeah, but Mikey moved out of it. Then Mikey set up to do the same thing, and Sabu Stinger moves. splash gone wrong. Yeah, so Mikey hits that splash or dive and misses it as well. Big oh, right they're, hand. Yeah, they're both in the same position now. They're in the middle of the ring, exchanging right hands. 
That's the most resilient fucking bandage you've ever seen in my life that Sebu has on. On his head? Yeah. On his head, yeah. Oh! Ooh. Bulldog! Ooh, nice bull standing I, bulldog. Yeah! You don't usually see that. Usually there's oh. momentum to a bulldog. Yeah, it's usually a running bulldog, yeah. but... I was going to say standing bulldog, and I was like, I don't know if that's a thing. And then you said it. I was like, all right, yeah. That's, that's how you <laughs> describe it. lines think alike. It's a standing bulldog. You just <laughs> jump up and... Bulldog. <laughs> oh, leg drop from the outside and inside. Sabu to Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey Whipwreck rolls away to avoid a pinfall. Attempt by Sabu. But he's still down, and he's rolling out of the ring, and Sabu gives him extra help by kicking him out of the ring. But now Sabu's going to hit the ropes and... Do a baseball slide, and then random cut to the audience fucks up the whole shot. That was some poor editing there. Fuck. We had some good momentum going on with moves, and it just shot to a random bunch of people in the crowd doing nothing. Shitty camera work there. But Sabu is now behind the guardrail after diving through. Mikey's on the top rope. Mikey! Whoa! Mikey hit a somersault. That deserves an oh my god. At this point, Joey Styles has only said oh my god one time, so it's not a regular thing yet. But that would be an oh my god moment right there. And Joey Styles just said it. I, I agree with it. JV, do you agree with it? This has been a hell of a matchup. Absolutely. This is fucking Absolutely. awesome. This is one of Sabu's better matches. Thing is, with Sabu's flying around, like he's looked pretty technical. That standing bulldog was a hell of a move. Yeah, we used to kind oh. of see him just flying around recklessly. Right, usually making mistakes, and Mikey just yeah. had him in a, a, a kind of like that was a head, it was, it was a hand head scissors rather. Yeah. Yep. Not a hurricane rana, but a head scissors, and Sabu did it perfectly. And Mikey's now dropping the leg. Sabu looks great. In this match, in his execution of moves, and his selling of moves, Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey Whipwreck is awesome. Mikey Whipwreck is like the original Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely Daniel, like uh, Daniel a Bryan like took it to another level and was really good. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, much better tactical wrestler. Right. He understands the pace. But of, this, yeah, but right. I know what you mean. Though. The style. A lot of guys like Mikey Whipwreck, One Two Three Kid, yep. you know that like cruiserweight esque, undersized style. Right, especially like they're definitely early adopters. Right, and not and not wrestlers like that were from Mexico. That that was a style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, they yeah. learned That's growing up. Too. Yep. This is like American white boys, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> They had to, like, emulate Mexicans. Undersized American Japanese locals. wrestlers. Like, they had to copy that shit. There was only so many that could do it. But what a niche kind of thing. If you want to be a wrestler and you're small, like, all right, let me do what they're doing because they're kind of small too. And, that, and it might work. I might get in by doing that. So that was smart. Now, fucking another great move. Mikey just flies over the top rope. Hit Sabu on the outside. Then now they're both down on the outside of the ring. Paul Heyman doesn't know what to do with himself. He can't believe that his man, Sabu, 
getting beaten by Mikey Whipwreck. That table's getting broken. This is fucking awesome. I'm not going to chant it, but this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, don't chant it. <laughs> I hate that chant. Me too. You know me. I've said it for a long time. I hate... Oh, I Sunset Flip! I don't think flip. I've ever liked it. Sunset Flip from the outside. Sabu grabs Mikey Whipwreck from the inside. Sunset Flips him onto the outside, <laughs> onto the pavement. Watchable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the sign guy the sign guy in the front row, he had a sign. WCW uncensored. He crossed out uncensored and put unwatchable. Because this was right after the uh the first uncensored pay per view in WCW. Which was um March of nineteen ninety five. Which I which I bought on pay per view. I was hyped for it. But yeah, it was not uncensored. It was bullshit. <laughs> it was actually what led to Dustin Rhodes getting fired and bringing him to WWF to be Goldust. Because he wasn't supposed to get blood in the, um, the match against the Blacktop Bully, which was Smash from Demolition, in the back of the trailer. That trailer match that they had on the road. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they were having that match. And I guess they were told that they weren't supposed to bleed. That was the new edict. Oh, no, no, no blood in matches. But we're gonna have this pay per view called Uncensored, and they ended up getting blood. So they got fired along with the referee. Oh my God! Fucking what a moonsault off the second rope through the crowd. Mikey Whipwreck on a table. Tyru crashes. Mikey Whipwreck through that table. Oh my <laughs> it looks God! It's fucked up. Good acting. Yeah, Mikey's fucked up. The crowd's chanting Sabu. This is a great Sabu. match. Yes, this is one of the best. This is this is each their best match. Best match yet. Yes, absolutely. Extreme Warfare 1995 Sabu versus Mikey Whipwreck in a match that wasn't even supposed to happen. It's supposed to be Marty Jannetty versus Sabu. Now they're back in the ring. And just getting back in the ring, Sabu hits a fucking another leg drop on Mikey. And now he's going to get him in the camel clutch. And Mikey gives up. Mikey can't take anymore. It's over. Sabu wins a match. And I have to say, I have to admit, I'm going to give some props to Sabu. Finally. And it's somebody that I always knew was great. You know, who gets you know a lot of credit. Being a great ECW wrestler, but just going back, JV, we haven't been impressed, and we're finally impressed. And look at the crowd. They're finally impressed, Fucking too. Fucking standing up. Right. Standing hands ovation. Hands in the air clap, the YMCA clap. <laughs> right. This is a turning point. This is when Sabu pro probably becomes the Sabu that everyone remembers now, from this point on. That hell of a match. Mikey Whipwreck. Damn. I'm going to tweet at Mikey Whipwreck soon about this match. Because this is a fucking turning point. Not in his career, but fucking Sabu's career in ECW. Hell of a match. There we are. We're yeah, I hope, I hope I get to see more of this Sabu going forward. And he just kind of, maybe he was just a little rough around the edges to start here. 
Or maybe you just know? didn't have good partners that he was working with. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a great point. This was definitely a guy that was up his up his alley. Yeah, Mikey Whipwreck's good. Sandman, he's worked with. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sandman, you know, he's his own thing, but to work with Sabu, no, not that good. But anyway, man, that was a hell of a show. Good, good shit right there. We had two Mikey Whipwreck matches. Mikey won against Jason, loses here against Sabu in a hell of a match. Then you got Tommy Dreamer going the gauntlet, going up against Raven. And Raven with that fucking nice twist there with Terry Funk coming down with the bolt cutter. Freeing Raven up, and then Raven fucks up Tommy Dreamer and bloodies his ass up. So that feud's now roaring. So hell of an episode there. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break. And on this break song that we have for you, it's a request from Frank Alves, and he requested Scorpions, and it's the zoo. So take a listen to that, and we'll be right back with episode 102 of ECW Hardcore TV from April 4th, 1995, and it's part three of three of Extreme Warfare.
Back now for ECW Hardcore TV, episode 102 from April 4th, 1995, and we'll be covering Extreme Warfare Part 3 of 3, which was covered on ECW Hardcore TV, and this is it. This is the big matches, the big hype matches that they had set for this show, and they saved it here for this last part, and we're going to get the Public Enemy versus the Pitbulls. Oh, side note. I didn't mention this. I wanted to say this in the beginning. I forgot all about it now that the pitbulls come up. But Gary Wolf, pitbull number one, followed the extreme ECW live cast. What an Twitter. honor! What a <laughs> fucking honor, dude. We're we're going places. We're moving on up. This podcast is getting lit. We got fucking former wrestlers following us. Hell yeah! We never, we never said anything bad about him either. So he's gonna Nothing. love the. Podcast. We never talk shit about Gary Wolf heaven ever. Never. Shitty long promos, being Never. the Triple H of ECW. <laughs> that was a Never. fucking great storyteller, amazing promo artist. Yes, I bet you. you I, I bet you well. they stole that from WWE too. I bet you Triple H stole his promos. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, good idea there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> You know what? That guy's over. I'm gonna talk like him, and I'm just gonna keep talking, and I'm gonna get real intense, be like that. Thank you, Gary Wolf. Thank you. I don't want, you know, I got, you know, my name's Gary Wolf, so I'm going to be a dog because, you know, dogs came from wolves. So I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the toughest of the modern dogs. I'm going to be the pit bull. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You're getting a little crazy here. But yeah, we're going to get the public enemy versus the pit bulls. And thank you, Gary Wolf, for following us on, following, following us on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so that's that. Until he finds out we shit on him. 
Then I'll get blocked. Maybe we'll get blocked, just like Jim Cornette blocked me for a little while. Which was a how mistake. Did you get, how did you get unblocked? How did you know it was a mistake? You talked to him? No, I didn't talk to him. So anyway, the, what happened was I got blocked. You know, I, I listened to Jim Cornette all the fucking time. I like him. I like his take on everything. You know, sometimes he's you know crazy with some shit, whatever. But I like listening to him, and he talks a lot about old school shit too. So it's not all modern shit that he gets hyped up about. But regardless, I like his show for years. Yeah, so, you're, I, I like I like shitting on him because I know how much you like him. <laughs> you and someone else, Brian, right? Yeah, Brian. Brian loves him. Yeah. Loves him. Yeah. I like to just do that. I'm evil. Yeah, so it was his birthday, and I saw it on, like, I think it was, I was on the bottom line cast feed, so I saw his birthday thing. Like, oh, let me, let me say happy birthday to him, so I was going to go on, you know, MPRU83, happy birthday, and, oh, I'm blocked. (laughs) Jim Cronin's blocked you. What the fuck? Like, I never said anything about him. I was like, what the fuck was this all about? So... I what I did was I went on bottom line and took a screenshot of being blocked and tweeted at Jim and said, "Hey, what did, what did I do to get blocked?" <laughs> and I put like my username NPRU83 in in the in the in the picture. It's like, "What did I do to get blocked?" And <laughs> I was like, hey, regardless, I was like, whatever, happy birthday. <laughs> I'm just trying to say fucking happy birthday to you, man. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so why did they ban you? I don't know why, but just I, I took a look like days later and I was unblocked. So he must have saw the message where I was like, hey, I was just saying happy birthday. <laughs> it sucks to be Why'd blocked. Why'd you block me? Like what did I do? I I looked back at my history, and I think I mentioned his name like one time in a tweet, maybe like a few weeks ago, where I said something like Jim Cornette might not like this or something. I was like, how do you single that out? It was like yeah. some random thing, and it wasn't even like negative about him. It was just like, yeah, don't fucking fuck with Jim Cornette. <laughs> it was like blocked. I don't know, maybe his fucking wife does, like, the blocking and shit or something, you know? Maybe he has somebody that does it. Like, oh, I don't like that. Block him. But they unblocked me, so. That's funny, though. Like, even, that's great. You're like, you get blocked. Okay, oh, they noticed me. I get blocked. But then to get unblocked, it's like, they noticed me again. (laughs) Whatever. So, yeah, I got blocked and I'm unblocked. Well, anyway, back to the ECW show. In addition to that Public Enemy Pitbulls match, we get Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk and Sandman. JV, this is like a fucking all-star show we're about to watch here. And we're going to get some promos. We didn't have many promos on the last show. And I like those promo breaks because I like to listen to what people have to say. And there wasn't really any. It was Paulie, Marty Gennetti on the phone where he couldn't hear bullshit. Thankfully. We had that Sabu Mikey Whipwreck match that covered a lot of the show and it was fucking damn good, but very promo soft on that first episode. But I think we're gonna get a bunch more promos in this next episode to help build up not only Extreme Warfare, 
about the next show, the three-way dance. So, JV, you ready to get into it? Yes. All right, guys. So, again, go on the network, the Peacock. Check it out. It's there. It's April 4th, 1995. And it's also available in the BTT Drive. It's 46 minutes and five seconds. I'll give a countdown as usual, three down to one. I'll say play. And when I say play, we all click play. Three, two, one, play. Oh, all right. fuck. New right York from Knicks, the Boy Rock. All right, so this was a year, over a, almost a year ago, August 27, 1994. Dreamer goes through the table from Rocco Rock. I believe this was Hardcore Heaven 94. Yep. So this is uh, Hardcore Heaven 94, August 27, 1994. Rocco Rock's going to do a moonsault and send Cactus Jack through a table. 1994, man, was good, JV. Most of 94 was fucking badass ECW shit. Yeah, oh, the shit this? was when we first started. It was like yeah, 93. 93. Yeah, 93. This, is, this shit, like, it really took off. It's like they hopped in a rocket ship. I love 94. This was fun. This is when Sabu's like, hey, you can't do that shit and attacks him, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this was weird. This was like... Well, this took us like... <laughs> Two weeks to like comprehend, like what was going on. Hey, <laughs> Sabu got beef with Rock Rock. It's because Rock Rock was gonna put somebody through a table. So Sabu threw, put Rock Rock through the table. <laughs> and 911's like, "Hey, man, you gotta get the fuck out of here, you crazy fuck." And they got a science fair project over there. <laughs> you see that? It's like a fucking science fair project with tubes and science fair. Who's got the paper shame of volcano? <laughs> I was always jealous of that. Were you? Oh, I was jealous of that. Fucking the fucking nope. shit went every year. Whatever kid could fucking had like the support at home to get that. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Thing done right. one. Whatever, whatever kid had a parent that cared enough to fucking help out. We didn't. Yeah. I had we the most pathetic science fair project ever. I I did my report on clouds because my dumb ass was like you had to make like a poster board that was like part of the part you needed to have a poster board and like dress it up or have like a presentation so yeah, i fucking you, bought you a fucking board. cotton cotton yeah. shit on it and i painted it all sky blue and i just threw <laughs> cotton on it <laughs> it was so pathetic this is a cumulus cloud over here <laughs> yeah i wish i had a picture of it see pathetic jv in fucking seventh grade eighth grade well, you don't want to do shit like that because if you go walking down Rock Street with a fucking <laughs> project, maybe get your ass kicked, but definitely get your project thrown into a fucking tree and yeah. ripped, ripped up or something. Like, <laughs> and like get yourself kicked in the ass. Like, and I, now that sounds like a joke. Like, it's like. Like, it's from, like, the 1950s. Like, oh, they'll kick your ass down the street. Like, no, somebody will, like, literally kick your ass in the butt. Like, make fun of you. Just to fuck with you. Yep. So, yeah, who the fuck would want to walk with a poster board to cuss middle school? No way. <laughs> Get that shit ripped up, and then you have to... Not, in, not from, like, 90 fucking 2 to 90 fucking 9. That's for sure. I don't think anybody actually... Really did work the past classes in that school. I just wanted to keep my head down 
and not have to get like deal with bullshit. That for that's what middle school felt like. Middle school sucked. <laughs> and I didn't get picked on or anything like nothing. I was in like you know eight A, you know the, the, yeah, the, the top quote unquote classes. like collegiate top classes. But still, yeah. I walked around like I don't want beef with anybody. I don't know. <laughs> like, I had some beef multiple times because I was in the shithead classes. <laughs> yeah. So I had to fucking maneuver around that. You know, to actually be like the smart kid in the dumb classes because I was an asshole. I was an asshole for too long that I got stuck in shitty classes. Which is a real thing. Yeah, I mean, you become a product of your environment. Hey, you, you know stories. I won't bring them up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know some stories. <laughs> my beef was always with up, upperclassmen. Like people. So I'd get in, I'd have like an issue with someone in my class. And then they yeah. knew someone in like the upper class that was about that life. Yeah. And would like approach me and they'd be like, Well what the fuck? Like you're two years older than me. That's a big fucking difference in like everything. Right. Stop being an school. asshole. Yeah. Like, or like two years like, means nothing in your twenties or your thirties. Right. Or your forties. But sixth teens, to eighth grade is huge. I haven't even hit puberty yet. I'm still watching fucking Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. You know? I'm still secretly watching fucking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What the fuck? <laughs> or like, if you're in sixth grade and you and you talk, you know, you get into an argument with a girl and then her brother's in eighth grade and the brother wants to fight you. Like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Your, your sister's an asshole yeah. and you're older than me and bigger than me. The fuck? I'll never forget. I don't know. If you, you know this story? <laughs> what <laughs> is it? The suck my dick story? <laughs> I think I have. I just don't remember the parties involved. Yeah, I don't want to say the name of the parties, but it was a girl that was my year. And I don't know why. I, I already know who it is. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd say suck my dick. It's just a thing you heard back then. So yeah, you didn't know what it meant, really. Or just like my my oldest sister and whatever, like I don't know where it came from, but I knew it was like a way to be an asshole. <laughs> That's all I knew. Suck my dick. And then I had the older brother who was not even in eighth grade. I think it was like in tenth grade, and I was in sixth grade, and he cornered me. And now now looking back at it, it's like he he didn't beat me up or anything, but he talked to me and. I guess I kind of have respect for him now. Like, yeah. The kid said, suck my dick. To yeah. my like, now that you're like, a father of, you know. Like, right. Like, all right. Yeah, I get it. But I was a fucking shithead and said that at the time. As many kids say stupid shit. Yeah, so you know, that's a little. <laughs> There's a lot of. uh. Replays going on right here now with Sabu Taz. So, new champs. Wow. Yeah, we're getting uh, Sabu and Taz as the champs here. This is, this is still all. This recap. is all recap. Yeah, this is all recap. 
That's why I'm, I'm telling the story of being an asshole as a kid, I guess. Oh, yeah, just a little in, inside perspective of uh, JV and I growing up in a shitty city in Massachusetts. <laughs> I was in I was in that city. Four of us the city. I'm not we're not hiding anything, but four of it was the city and I was in there the other the other day. The fucking traffic sucks dick lately. I was stuck in traffic for an hour. Like after school hours. I got off twenty I got off twenty four and went into the city because there was traffic in on the highway because it was an accident, so I thought, Oh, I know my way around the city, I'll get fucking through here and back in over to the bridge. Head back to home. No time. But no. I'm fucking stuck in street traffic. Just on. Like Pleasant Ave and shit. Like, what the fuck? He was. My daughter wanted Taco Bell after school. So I was like, alright, I'm gonna get a Taco Bell. Yeah, that sucks. And there's a new Taco Bell in the city. And it's close. It's right off the exit. It's right near... It's right near Scotty's. Really? It's yeah. Where? Where? It's near the Burger King. Come on. I didn't know that. Yeah, near the subway, the Burger King. Right over there. There's a new one. So it's like, boom, I can get off the exit, get that, boom, hop around on the exit right near it. And go home. And I put in the order online, too. Like, all good. Like, oh, the food's going to be ready. I'm going to go. I get there, I walk in, I give him my name, like, oh no. I was like, oh fuck. I put in the order to the wrong Taco Bell. I put it to the one up at the top of the Ave. What a boomer. I was like, what the fuck? It happened to me twice. It happened to me at another restaurant. I was like, I'm sick of this online order and shit. I'm trying to like get with the times and do it right. Like, I fuck it up every time. So. <laughs> Don't you so I, I, I triple check the store because that <laughs> happened to me once. It was a Home Depot order. I went to fucking uh, Seekonk and I thought I ordered it in Somerset. I got all the way to fucking Seekonk and they're like, you didn't order it here. I'm like, nope. And I was getting mad with them. So I looked at my app and then I checked like, you know, I, I finally like, like deeper in the app and I was like, I picked the fucking store. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. And this happened to me twice, like, within the last month and a half. So I'm even more pissed because, like, I already made that mistake. And I, like, vowed to not do it again. And I double-checked. I thought I did it right. Like, I even clicked, like, all right, that's that place. But then, like, something happened and, and like, reset. So when I put the order in, it was the old fucking place again. So regardless, what happened was I got there, got the food, boom. I hop on the highway, like, all right, cool, just... Fucking traffic. Hour-long traffic. So, I ate my whole meal in the car. I got home. I was like, your food's fucking cold. I ate mine already. Here it is. That's <laughs> the benefit of going to get it. Uh. Alright, so we're still getting replays. Taz and Sabu against Malenko and Benoit. Why is these... Highlights so long. This is 11 minutes into the show, JV. Yeah, that's why we've just been talking over it. Hey, good thing we had a <laughs> fucking saga to go through. Talking about Far River, Massachusetts. He's putting the chair on top of the table. 
Well, it's not much to cover right now, so. No, but there's a lot of good shit to come on this show. <laughs> I just want to get to it. Our shit, <laughs> I guess, is a little better. Our life experiences. <laughs> Alright, so you got Benoit is gonna put Sabu on the top of the table and So this is before what we just covered, so this is technically Yeah, this is a whole like retrospective of their right. feud. Because I don't know how the, I know I don't know how tapings are. So this is definitely before the great match we just saw Sabu had with Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah. This is all old. Yeah. All right, so Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit are the champions at this point. They tell the public enemy they challenge them anytime they want. This leads to the whole shit where Benoit fucks up Rocco Rock, right? Rocco Rock has the shit stain on his shirt. He got stabbed in the alley, bro. It's Uncle Rick. Uncle Rocco Rick. Hey, speaking of Uncle Rick, that always reminds me of Rick Beebe because he, he he likes when I bring up my like my family comparisons to ECW wrestlers. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so, uh, hey Rick, give us some song suggestions. We haven't had one from you in a while. Yeah. He is looking. Rick is looking forward to an Axel Rotten Ian Rotten match. Is he? <laughs> yeah. It's um. To bring our A game for that one. I forget what match it is. But it doesn't come up until Hardcore Heaven, I believe, in 95. So hopefully that's one we can cover. Because he, he wants that one big time. So If it's on a super card, we'll, we'll have to cover that super card. And they must not have had a lot of footage for this episode. Because they're just playing... A bunch of shit from a while back. And one wants to go Pee Wee. Going for a choke slam. And he's down. <laughs> All right, this is so, so ridiculous. Yep, we get the bum rush going back. All right, so now it's three weeks ago. Fucking shitty hat. I want that hat, though. <laughs> I like the hat. I hate the cup. Yeah. That high fucking top hat like that. All right, so this is when Rocco Rock are looking for Paul E to sign the contract. For a three-way dance. Paulie's willing to do it. We're going to sign this match. We're going to do it. Sabu Taz. Versus Chris Benoit. Di Malenko. And a public enemy. Three-way dance. Three-way dance is coming up. April 8th, 1995. So now they're showing the clips of... Public Enemy forcing Jason to sign the contract to get Dean and Chris in the match. But the Pitbulls attack. 
that sets up the feud between the Pitbulls and the Public Enemy. They're fucking around in the locker room. That was actually a nice kick from our newest Twitter follower, Gary Wolf. And here we are. Boys Club Dance, 1995. Na 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 na. P.E. P.E. number one. Word him up. Word him up. Good living like that. Na 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 na. Where the fuck are they? It's way better than this is awesome. Oh yeah, this is this is awesome. <laughs> Alright, there's the public enemy. What do they got? They're going back to their New York Knicks. Lay masses. They had some legit new gear for a while. They're now they're going back to the fucking pajama outfits. This gear is like pajama shit. This is what you wear to bed. Yeah. Like this is what like in nineteen ninety five like if I was married in nineteen ninety five with my current wife. She would buy me this, like, from Kmart or something. Like, oh, yeah, hey, wear that. You wear that to bed. <laughs> oh, Johnny, Johnny Grunge on the mic. And the audio is now better. Not good enough to play, so let's... All right, so... Yeah, it's very low. Yeah. Johnny's saying that this is their house and they're going to defend it. And you want the pimples out there right now. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. So I, as I was saying, I was like, oh, my wife would buy, like, these pajamas for me. Like, and I'd wear them. That's the point I'm at now, JV. Is like, I don't even want to buy my own clothes. I just want, like, Alex to get me clothes. <laughs> like, whatever you think's going to look good, that's what I'll wear. Really? <laughs> I know, like for some stuff, like work clothes, like, cause I don't know what's fucking in style or like shit like that. Neither do I, but I have a general idea. No, like if I go out and I I can buy my own clothes at times, but sometimes I'm like, oh, you're out. Hey, if there's something you like, get it for me. <laughs> like, no, I've I've got. I like not is, picking shit anymore. At my age, I figured out what styles I like, what brands I like, like of shirts. I know yep. what kind of shirts I like. I know what brands. I know what brands of pants I want. I like, and I know what brands of shoes, like sneakers, I like. And I yeah. don't deviate from that at all. No, at all. Well, right. When I buy my own shit, I don't deviate. But I like the surprise of something new. Like, oh, maybe. All right, let me try this. Oh, cool. Like, I don't. It gives me anxiety. And she'll get it for me. And if I don't like it, then I don't fucking wear it ever again. But, dude, I still wear my hat backwards. I'm 37. <laughs> hey, I don't wear hats, so that's. That's a thing, I guess. I well, actually, no, sometimes. I do wear hats. But I'm like, sometimes. fuck, I, I remember like when I was like 13, I'm like, I'll always wear hats my whole life. And here I am, 30, 24 years Hey, later. fucking. <laughs> it's part of our culture is to wear hats. No one's funny, you look back at that age, like, you're 13 or whatever, wearing a fucking hat, but none of your clothes match anything. Like, your pants didn't match your fucking shorts. Your sneakers didn't match shit. Your hat was fucking totally and nothing to do with anything else. Just like an amalgamation of bullshit. Just wearing a 
bunch of different clothes. I don't know if you know what I mean, Jamie, but... If you look at a picture of yourself when you were like 12, like, what the fuck is that outfit? Yeah, remember zip-up polos? Polos that had zippers instead of buttons? Yeah. Yeah. Those are ridiculous. Nobody fucking wears those anymore. People wear the zip-up, like, sweaters, though. Like the yeah, but I mean, it was like a polo. Like a peak polo. Oh, yeah. I think like an American Eagle polo, but it had a zipper instead of buttons. But it wasn't yep. American Eagle. It's from JCPenney. <laughs> Alright, so here we are now. It is the Pitbulls match. Pitbulls versus Public Enemy from March 18th, 1995. Rocker Rock is going crazy. He's pissed. He's ready to go. He's back in action. And holy shit, Anthony Durant, Pitbull number two, just slammed the steel chair into Johnny Grunge and it hit somebody in the front row. Ricocheted. But hey, if fans are bringing frying pans and shit to the ring, then they deserve to get fucking hit in the face with a fucking steel chair. That's a fucking weapon. Yeah, you want to give weapons? You might get hit, motherfucker. Yeah, you if can't you play sue. the game PUBG, which is a shooter on PC, yep. one of the melee weapons is a fucking frying pan, and it's like a two-shot <laughs> kill. Jeez. Because, hey, if you get a fucking frying pan twice the fucking head, you're dead. <laughs> like a grown man, if I, like, if I cracked you in the head twice as hard as I can with a frying oh, yeah. pan, you're dead. Or a vegetable. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, they are. We're just fucking front. Yeah, Rock and Rock just took another shot. We, we talk realism two. here on the extreme cast. We get extreme. Fuck yeah, Jesus. Now the way that they're presenting this is not as a full match. It's kind of like highlights. So we're getting snippets because we are at the point where they're all about selling their home videos. So it says on the screen right now, ECW Arena, March 18, 1995. Courtesy ECW Home Video. So they're trying to sell this video. Which was not actually available on home video. Because there is no extreme warfare that we're aware of. There is an extreme warfare volume one. Which includes the Cactus Jack match that we're going to cover later. It has just that and then some other matches from later in 95. It's not this show. So we're getting some good action here in this match. Pitbulls just did a double double suplex to Johnny Grunge onto the guardrail. Now they're double teaming Rocco Rock. They're setting him up for a tag team finish here. The super bomb off the top. Off the, oh! They hit it, but Pitbull number two tripped on the second rope while he was landing. They don't even go for the finish. They don't even go for the pinfall. Jason apparently called for Pitbull number two to get up, not count him. So they're up, and this is, this is a bad mistake here. Oh, they're taunting Public Enemy right now. They're doing the fucking the Cabbage Patch. Pitbulls are doing a cabbage patch. And you got Straw Hat Guy in the front row pegging him off. Now they're going to do a doomsday device. 
But Johnny Guns. Oh, whole shit show going on there. All right, so Johnny Grunge, I think he was supposed to hit somebody in the back with the steel chair, but that didn't work. And it led to a roll-up. Rock or Rock got the pinfall. And they won the match. And now we have Pitbulls in a steam room. So let's take a listen to that, I guess. Oh, now they're in the gym. So we don't need to listen to them. David, you want to listen to him? <laughs> Hell no. This is ridiculous. This is an awkward moment at the gym. Yeah, so they're in the steam room. They're working out. They're just saying, Johnny Grunge, Rocco Rock. We had you beat. Our master. Chilled. Wanted us to punish you more. Wanted us to beat you and take you out. Like another tag team that we've already taken out. Hold on. All right, so now we're getting clips of the Pitbulls defeating You're the Rottens. It's all sticky now. And then another crazy. super bomb. What happened with your drink? I spilt it. So it's all going to be all sticky because it's fucking peanut butter. Sticky where? On the floor? My, my fucking... Shorts, my chair, oh. my oh. house pad, my floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so again, more clips, just clips of the pitbulls having matches. So we listened. You made a mistake. Mortals like him. But he just called him a mortal. Yeah. Pitbulls don't. Mortals like you. Like he's the ultimate warrior. That's what ultimate warrior used to call regular people. Why? You're just a mortal! Unadulterated <laughs> and unleashed violent pit bulls. These guys are jacked up on coke, steroids, and anything. We are going after the tag team championship belts. And you. Imagine how much voice Beware, because the pit bulls are not going to be stopped. Gary Wolf is like Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, he is. Jack Charles Lee Ray. Jack Charles. Jack. Jack Brad Dorif. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Brad Dorif. Yep, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, see, that's Chucky right there, jumping up on the fucking bag. Give me the power, I beg of you. I want to get that tattoo. I don't think a month goes by without a Chucky reference on one of our shows. Or even when we see each other, Chucky always comes up. Alright, so we're getting clips from last week during the... Degeneration, a Generation X gauntlet match. And playing some offspring. Gotta keep it separated. The audio is all kind of fucked up because it's still one of those versions where somebody updated the WWE Network version to make it more like the original. Run and play! Oh, 
Hope they don't show a whole fucking match again of this. Yeah, we just covered this. Come on. Right? Look, he doesn't get his fucking... He doesn't get handcuffed every day, right? <laughs> Alright, so it looks like they're gonna run through the, the pinfalls. Tommy Dreamer. Going through the Hitman, going through the bald spot, going through Richards. Then Terry Funk running down. Breaking the handcuffs with the bolt cutter. Hell of a fucking story, though. With that said, coming soon, JV. Beulah McGillicuddy coming into the story. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, she was the best. Awesome. It's creepy Terry. <laughs> I love how he just saunters down, creeping down. His legs fucking hurting. Ah man, I gotta, I gotta come out and fucking use these bolt cutters. That was a nice insecurity kick. Yeah, we just saw it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we. <laughs> I, I know I didn't mention it. <laughs> no, he pinned Stevie, but I didn't mention the insecurity kick. There was that nice DDT on the concrete. Let's get on with it here. Come on. What do we got coming up here in the notes? All right, we got a Tommy Dreamer promo coming up. There's a message in this. I'm not sure what it is, but this sick, depraved young man has taken the ACW to a whole new extreme. All right, let's take a listen. When I beat I'll blow it up. Johnny Hotbody, I put to the end of the era of Scotty the Body. When I beat Tony the Hitman Stetson, ended the era of Johnny Polo and when I pinned Steve Richards I ended Scotty Flamingo Raven you've proven that you've always been hardcore and now I'm gonna show you why I'm extreme yeah nice that's shot. a great picture Nice picture there. Nice promo, although he fucked up the order of Scott Levy's characters. Johnny Polo should have been the last one he mentioned. All right, now we just saw Taz suplex again. Suplex Dean Malenko. Joey Styles now hyping up the three-way dance coming up, which we'll cover on the next episode of the Extreme ECW Livecast. Team of Sabu and Taz and the reigning ECW Tag Team Champions Crippler Chris Benoit and the shooter Dean Malenko will be in the same ring at the same time. And yes, the ECW Tag Team titles will be on the line and fans never before have so many feuds been interwoven into one matchup. But there is so very much more for this Saturday night right here 
at the ECW Arena as the new ECW Television Champion, the High Flyer Tuco Scorpio, will defend his newly won title against Mexican superstar Eddie. Yes. And after the Too cold, Eddie. Two men, Can't wait. You can bet that former All American Ron Simmons, former WCW Ron Simmons versus Nine One One. Come on, give us a Ron Simmons promo right now. <laughs> no man with a fucking leather jacket will beat the fuck out of me. Ever. <laughs> no man with a beer belly gonna fuck me up. <laughs> Oh, so they're showing footage of the Bob Wire baseball match from Return of the Funker. Oh, my God. I felt that. Oh, yeah. Oh, this was a strap match. Okay. Strap match from March 25th, 95. I think. Yeah, so this was from Extreme Warfare. This is only going to be available on a video, which is not available. <laughs> so, this is the only footage that there is of it. But Axel wins that match. Look at that crowd. Ain't no crowds like that at the PAL. Fall River, Massachusetts for Yankee Pro Wrestling. You can order your copy in advance of the three-way dance. That's cool. If you can't make it to the show, order the fucking video. That's badass. Alright, so we're about to get some clips of the big feud here. Cactus Jack. Sandman. Alright, now here we are. Sandman and woman. Looking so good as always. Alright, let's take a listen to what they have to say. In the franchise, Shane Douglas. You call yourself an historian, Shane Douglas? I'll give you a little history lesson. You see, you've made mistakes, Shane Douglas. 19th century, Napoleon. You see, he wanted to conquer the world just like you've conquered the world of professional wrestling. He wanted to conquer the world. He made a mistake. He opened up a second front. You know what happened in Napoleon, don't you? Hitler, mid-20th century, he tried to control the world, to conquer the world, just like you've conquered the world of professional wrestling, Shane Douglas. He made the mistake. He opened up another front. Late 20th century, Shane Douglas, you've conquered ECW. You've conquered the world. Just like you opened up the wound on my head, Shane, you opened up another front. You are doomed to repeat history's failure, Shane Douglas. You think you can beat me more than the beatings I've already received at ECW? I don't think that's the point. You think you can withstand a beating only with what the likes of the Sandman's gonna give to you? Again, I think you're missing the point. You had the chance, Shane Douglas. You could have put us on payroll. But no, you think you're so hot. You wanna see how politically incorrect I can be? You think you're hot? 
I'm gonna take your temperature. All right, so they're showing clips of Sandman versus Shane Douglas from March 18th Extreme Warfare throughout this promo. Look like Bruce Come with me. When I controlled the four horsemen, they did every little thing I told them to. And you know, I could have raised the triple threat to heights that they could have never fantasized about. How smart can the historian be if he didn't want to come with me? Joey Styles just busted his pants. <laughs> and I come in my pants, come in my pants, come in my pants. All right, so now we're getting footage of the match. March 18th, 1995. Sandman heading to the ring. So they were playing clips of this earlier, just during that promo. So now we're going to get to see it. And it's courtesy of ECW Home Video. So here comes Terry Funk. What's his music? I don't know what it is. Can't tell. Sounds like some bullshit music, but Terry Funk's talking shit to the crowd. Hey, I don't even remember what song that I said we were going to play earlier. What the fuck was it? The zoo. No, we played the zoo at the break. This reminds me of like, uh, Sounds like some WWF bullshit music. Yeah. You ever see Best of the Best? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reminds yeah, okay. me of music from there. Yeah. Like shitty karate kung fu <laughs> music. Yeah, that audio sucked. It hurt my ears. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking way too oh. I can barely hear you. Like, you know best of the best. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sound like I'm in a hurricane. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so bummed I have no more peanut butter in this game. Oh, this is that other Shane Douglas song that we played last episode. That was a badass song. To the top or something like that. Fucking Rex Quando. <laughs> there he is, Rex Quando. <laughs> Forget about it. A.K.A. Sandman. <laughs> if you take a roundhouse kick to one of the, with one of these bad boys, forget about it. <laughs> Such a classic character. <laughs> that character. That whole movie, Napoleon Dynamite. If you just turn that into a cartoon, you can like squeeze it right into like King of the Hill. Oh yeah. Like they that could have been right in the same world. Too. Like imagine Rex Wando just being in King of the Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it fits. It definitely does. Oh, I like that outfit woman's got on. Alright, so let's check out. It's tough to... It's tough to cover the action here because it's just cut so often. But right now you got Shane Douglas with the kendo stick and he's fucking up Funk and Sandman. 
The woman is out there looking like she's the... She's the store manager of fucking Sears. <laughs> In 1995. He's like a department manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, Sandman's tossing in a guardrail. As I was just saying, guys, there's, there's no real coverage of this match that we can really give any play-by-play -play because it's just constantly split. And as I said, there's no Extreme Warfare Supercard video that is known at this point that we could actually watch this match in its entirety. But it's a shit show. People just throwing chairs into the ring. Like Cactus Jack is tossing chairs into the ring now. Sandman's loving his fucking American pants. American genius. Isn't that a thing? Was that it? Remember that whole fucking campaign? American like a beer genius. commercial? It wasn't American Genius. But. No, it was... Uh, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yes. They were like... It was weird. It was always like a weird... Th like weird like niche job that they'd call out. <laughs> yeah. Was it Bud Light commercials? Yeah, it's it, a beer commercial. It was definitely a beer commercial. Oh, fuck, man. This match... Was it Miller Lite? Yeah, I'm not positive. Maybe it was Miller. Holy fuck, but Terry Funk has a Brandon Iron in flames, nailing Cactus with it, and then Pile Drivers on the Brandon Iron and gets a three count. One, two, three. So, yeah, if, you, if you're not watching along with us, this is kind of chaotic. This is cool. But we're going to watch that this a promo. Brander, right? Yeah. Holy shit. Take a listen to this promo. It's gonna be a hot time in the ECW. April the 15th. Be there. <laughs> like Freddy Krueger or something right now. Oh, Sandman, don't you come out here and talk any history lessons to myself. Because you see something, Sandman? I know all about history, and I'm not about to repeat the mistakes. Sandman, you've come out here and you said I'm fighting on two fronts. I'm fighting against the world's greatest athletes to maintain this title. I'm taking on athletes, not entertainers, Sandman. And it's a battle I take every single night, and I take it very seriously. And for the last 18 months, I've been very successful in that battle. Sandman trying to take my head off with a stick. Trying to do something to me. Rearrange the facial features. Don't worry. Because women will like me one way or the other. <laughs> but you see something? I can take the Sabus. And I can take all the punishment they have to dish out. I can take the Terry Funks beating me down from one ring post to the next. And I can take it. And keep on ticking like a Timex. And you see, I can take the Tasmaniacs and wrestle with them. And be suplexed all over God's creation and get up and still maintain the title. 
And even after all of that, Sandman, I can stand toe-to-toe with you, and I can duke it out, or I can take you down, and I can wrestle you and make you say, Uncle. You're saying it's maybe getting a little bit too hot in the kitchen for the franchise. You're saying that ECW may be warming up just a bit, and the franchise may be feeling the heat. Well, you're right. Sandman, I'm feeling the heat, but my ass is made of asbestos. You see, ECW is what I'm all about. I've transformed this entire sport from being entertainment, from being hither, baby doll, the bullet of wood, if you will, and shit like that, into being break bones, kick ass, and take names back to a sport. I've said it a long time ago, Sandman. The marquee says professional wrestling, and if you go to Webster's, Webster's will tell you it's a sport. And if you want to fight me on two fronts, that's fine. I'll take you on this front, and I'll take the Terry Funks, and the Sabus, and the Tasmaniacs, and the greatest wrestlers in the world today. And after all is said and done, Sandman, I'll still be wearing the title, and I'll have your name notched on one more corner of the gold. (laughs) Bank on it. (laughs) It's always so fucking good, Shane Douglas. Yeah, that was fucking sick. I love how he, had, he snuck in his little Dusty Rhodes night. Oh, the Bull of the Woods, baby! The Bull of the Woods. So underrated. There's no question, Shane Douglas is my favorite ECW performer. Oh, yeah. Not even just to this point, but throughout the even whole Even before history. we started doing this podcast, you were like... Make yep. sure to let me know how great he is, and you have not been wrong. That is not let down. All right, three-way dances coming up. All right, this is the last minute of promos. Let's take a listen. This match, Sabu and Taz. What happens to you if you lose this match? You know what happens, Johnny? Nothing. They all go on with their individual careers. All the talking has been done. All the hype has been played out. It's time to get to business. This Saturday night, two teams are going to lose. One team is going to win. Sabu and Taz, end of interview. WWE. (laughs) No violent claws won't take us there. WCW. (laughs) Might make somebody bleed. Get fired. fired. You're going to go down at the hands of the shooter and the crippler. Because when our lives are on the line, boys, your lives are on the line. Lottie Dottie, we don't like the potty. <laughs> All right, that was it. And not as good as the last episode because. No, there's fucking replays for like the first 26 minutes. Yeah, we got so much replay of the whole. Public Enemy versus Sabu and Taz, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit shit. And then we got to the match, Pitbulls and Public Enemy, but that was all spliced up. So we didn't get a real feel of the match. And then more clips, more clips, more clips. Tommy Dreamer running the gauntlet again. And Ron Simmons, 911, the Rotten Brothers. And then we get to another big match that I was looking forward to. It's just highlights. Shane Douglas and Cactus versus Terry Funk and the Sandman. So just highlights. So you'd have to have Extreme Warfare on VHS to know what happened there. And as I said, there's no version of it available digitally at this point in 2021. 
So we don't get really to see what happens there. All we really got was a nice good promo by Terry Funk and Shane Douglas at the end. That was the highlight, I think, JV. Those two promos. That was it. All right, so from there, that now ends our coverage of Extreme Warfare from, from March 18, 1995. From these two episodes of ECW Hardcore TV, episodes 101 and 102. And those past three episodes that we covered, 100, 101, and 102, covered most of Extreme Warfare, except for that Axel Rotten versus Ian Rotten strap match. And that match went 15 minutes long, and Axel Rotten won that match. So that is one match that we weren't able to see, but I just wanted to give you those results and let you know how long it went. Other than that, everything was covered on these episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back with the Extreme ECW Live Wrap-Up. All right, we're back now for the Extreme ECW Live Wrap-Up. And next week, on our next episode of the Extreme ECW Livecast, we'll continue on, and we'll cover episodes 103 and 104 of ECW Hardcore TV. It'll be April 11th and April 18th of 1995, and we're going to cover... Much of the three-way dance super show from April 8th, 1995. And then we'll get part of the Hostile City Showdown, which will be the main event. So I don't want to give too much away, but that's what we'll be covering April 11th, April 18th. And we're going to get a mix of the three-way dance and Hostile City Showdown super cards. And then coming up, Later, we will do a whole show dedicated to the Hostile City Showdown 1995, as that is considered to be one of the top mainstay shows on ECW in the early years. So definitely want to cover that as a separate super card. All right, so that's what's coming up on the Extreme ECW Livecast. But also check out JV and I on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we are ways through his career. We are in 2003, and this week's episode was episode 129. We covered the Redneck Triathlon. So check that out, and also go back and check out your favorite moments of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career, because it's all there. JB and I have covered it and had a great time covering it, so if you like what we do here, you'll definitely like those episodes where we're breaking down Stone Cold Steve Austin's career. And we do it in great detail. We cover all his matches, all his promos. You get audio clips of the promos. It's a fucking good time, so check it out. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Also, remember to follow us on Twitter. Follow me, Mike Prue, at NPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. And again, follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. JV, any final words before we head on out? No, sir. All right, guys. Thanks, BTT Army and the Goon Squad for checking us out this week. We'll be back soon with our next episode of the Extreme ECW Livecast. So long.